Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Yes, we are back. Back again. <laughs> Episode number 28. That's right. Episode number 28. Vente Ocho. I know, it's been a while. It's been a while. I apologize. I've been doing some things, taking care of some stuff, some personal matters, some uh, don't worry, nothing legal. Um, and, uh, just also, you know, it's the, the studio I'm in, I don't know where I record, which is about one third studio at that and two thirds storage space. Um, but yeah, but we're back. So, but there's no heat in here. So, uh, yeah, but also it's just been other stuff I've been dealing with and, and it's been okay, but we're here. We're back in the, uh, uh, Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studio, L-I-Z-Z. And then separate word, M-I-L-L, Arts and Crafts Studio, Arts and Crafts. Check her out on Facebook. Uh, Also, Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Boutique on Etsy. That's right. I've given my wife uh, solo. Solo? I don't know. But uh, which is what this episode is for me today. Uh, But I've given her exclusive rights to the studio naming rights. But I, I like I told her. You know, if somebody calls us tomorrow, makes a decent offer, which wouldn't take much. Uh, it'll be the General Mills Cookie Crisp uh, Arts and Crafts Studios. So, yeah, that's about it. Lots, lots happened. Lots happened since my last episode was, which was literally almost three months ago. And I, I apologize. I'm sorry. I've had some people reach out either through social media or people who actually know me that also have listened to the show. They're like, hey, where you been? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I, You know, I've just been chilling. Had a good winter. Uh, Christmas. Yeah, did you like your Christmas? Thanksgiving. I think all these people are bitching. They're like, oh, we can't get together for Christmas or Thanksgiving? Now, how many people out there saw that as a blessing? I'm just saying. <laughs> like, hey, you know. You're sitting there going, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so sad that so-and-so won't come over and annoy the living shit out of me and drink all my beers. And, uh, you know, ah, oh, darn it. Oh, Zoom? Oh, we're having internet problems. Like, <laughs> yeah. So Thanksgiving and Christmas were kind of boring, but we had a good time. It was funny because I ordered, Liz, just a few things off of uh, Amazon, and instead of where we live all of her stuff got sent to a place in mississippi um which i got refunded my money but uh by the time i got around to getting everything whatever squared away it was uh, basically she didn't get much she got some i got some some comfy slippers though that she likes so uh but where have i been what have i been doing i don't know i don't know hanging out with the kid he's still doing the virtual learning anybody going through that yeah, that's difficult. It's really difficult because, you know, a kid sits there and he's in school and he doesn't want to participate. Well, guess what? He's there. He's going to have to participate. But with uh, with our son, he will literally just sit there and go, I don't want to do this, and he'll just go lay on the couch. He just has that kind of means. And we sit there and we argue with him and try to get him back on, and it's just, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. But uh, let's see. What else has happened Wait, so we had Christmas, or Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, my birthday. I turned 47 back in January, huh? 
exciting. Uh, I quit drinking, so that was cool. And then, um, wait, what? How many people out there who, who've known me for a long time just did like one of those spit takes when you're drinking something? And you're like, what? Yeah, folks, quit drinking. Quit drinking. It's either 18 or 19 days. I don't know. Liz, Liz says it's on a certain date that I went to the doctor. And, it, and when I was at the doctor in the morning, I left the doctor's office and I haven't drank since. So it's like 18 or 19 days that it's been. I know. And don't sit there and, and sober shame people. I remember one time I was at a bar with a friend of mine. And, you know, not really my friend, but his friend came, showed up too. And we were all standing at the bar. And, uh, you know, his friend's like, hey, let's do some shots. And, I, of course, I'm like, yeah, at the time. But, uh, yeah, he didn't. Uh, my buddy was like, no, nah, I don't drink anymore. And um, <laughs> the, the, my friend was like, uh, no, nah, I quit drinking. And, he, you know, we're like, oh, really? How, how long ago? And, 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 and he said, oh, 26 days. And some old toot at the end of the bar goes, oh, yeah, well, tell me when it's been 26 years. And then he slugs some sort of brown liquor which I thought was interesting. And I said, so you were not drinking for 26 years, but what are you doing now? And he's like, I gave up on giving up. <laughs> but yeah, so I, you know what? I'm trying. It's a day-to-day process. It actually hasn't been that bad. I haven't gone to any meetings or anything like that. I've just, uh, I tell you what, you know what's really good for, for an alcohol craving? Chug a lot of water, get some hot tea, and eat some uh, sweet and sour candy. Those trolley sweet and sour worms, oh, things are the best yeah anything like that and he's gonna put some flavor on your palate so yeah so yeah but basically yeah i went to the doctor i wasn't feeling good and uh they they ran some blood work which is funny because they sat there like have you done any drugs or anything like that i was like no i don't do drugs and they still ran a drug screen on me in my paperwork from the from the from the doctor it says you know drug screen I told you I wasn't doing drugs. Like, why don't you? <sighs> so that annoyed me. That was, well, my insurance is not working right now, but I'm, I'm working on it. I'm try, well, I'm trying to get it back with the whole uh, open enrollment. Make sure y'all check that out. But yeah, so so that's another, it's like 400 bucks for that test. I'm like, I told you I don't do drugs. No, doctors, they don't. I mean, I, I understand you're a doctor. You probably deal with so many people that are liars and, They'll tell you, oh, no, I've I've never touched this and such and such in my whole life. And then, you know, you find out that they, you know, OD'd on it later. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. But, yeah, so I walked out of that doctor's office and never, never touched it again. And I still won't. It hasn't been too bad, though. And one reason, like I said, I'm not going to meetings is because, uh, one, I don't know if they're necessary. But, two, uh, I'm not going out and into these meetings with, you know, this whole pandemic thing going on. Now, if I, now, once I get vaccinated and stuff like that, then maybe I will, but I don't know. I just, I just hang out and chill, hang out and chill, man. Work on some stuff. So anyways, yep. Quit drinking 30 days. When I get to 30 days, I'm going to, um, I'm going to drink a uh, Heineken zero because I actually do miss the, the taste of beer. I really do. You know, it's a Heineken zero. is like one of the top rated, um, non-alcohol beers because uh, I miss the taste of beer just you know chug one nice beer burp yeah hey man I'm not trying to be gross I'm just saying so 
Holidays. You know, I was going to do a holiday episode, too. That was the other thing. I was talking about Christmas. I had this great thing lined up that I'd written out that... Uh, thank you, by the way, for all the compliments on the episode. Last episode, number 27, 27, that Andy Klein was on. It was great to talk with him. Not just, uh, you know, in the interview itself, um, but also just, you know, I talked to him beforehand, and it was great. He's he's a good dude and a very very funny guy. Again, make sure you check out his album Vintage, which you can find on YouTube. But then there's other places you can find it. Andy Klein, A N D Y K L I N E, and the album's called Vintage, and it's very good. And he kind of helped me out. But basically, what it was was I had this thing where I was talking about the three wise men and how. Uh, at least one of those guys had to get into his arg- an argument with his wife or one of his wives probably uh, before he went on this expedition. And his wife's like, well, where are you going? And he's like, I don't know. We're going to meet our Lord and Savior. And, you know, and she's like, well, how are you going to get there? And she's like, eh. he's like, I-, I don't know. One of the guys has a, he says, follow this star. I don't know. Because obviously that was before GPS. So, um, and then, and also we were talking about how not on the episode, but on on the phone. We were talking about how, you know, everybody, nobody wanted to be the last dude that, you know, because, like, you don't want the guy who has the gold to go up first. Oh, here's some gold. Oh, well, what do you have? Frankincense. Oh, what do you have? Myrrh. <laughs> but, hey, at least they brought something because little drummer boy didn't have shit. He just had a song. Mm-hmm. Also, hot tea is really good. Um, I've gotten back into drinking that Earl Grey, baby Earl Grey Alright, what else has happened Since then, a couple things Um The US Capitol January 6th, 2021 Alright, I'm just gonna talk about this and, and, and people have said to me on the show before Or about the show Whether it be however communicate Or personal in talk that they've had with me like, Well, at least on like on the phone or something and they say, oh, I kind of like it when you don't do politics. I kind of like it when you're more, a little more whimsical. Well, yeah, guess what? It's my show. It's the John D. Podcast. I'm John D. Miller. It's my show. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And one of the things I want to talk about is, is the, whole, the whole thing with the U.S. Capitol. That was absolutely ridiculous. That literally, in a nutshell, showed what has come out of this this Trump presidency and what he has done and just it's shown some of the true sides of what some of the people in America are thinking and you know I you can believe whatever you want as far as politics goes I, I'm, I'm not one of these people that sits there and goes yeah you know you're absolutely wrong because I'm actually very moderate when it comes to politics but if you believe in the orange devil if you believe what he says if you believe in the conspiracies of the QAnon and all these other people like that, you're a fucking idiot. Donald Trump doesn't care if you live or die. He doesn't. On January 6th, he sent his cronies to the Capitol to do his dirty work. And he thought some way he was going to get out of it. And all the, and a lot of the people who went in to the Capitol, stormed it, killed the Capitol police officer. You know, because they had bear repellent. Bear repel, and they're spraying in these in these Capitol police officers' faces, which they're trying to protect the Capitol itself. They were trying to protect the members of Congress, which I, I give them 
uh, a very big uh, kudos to them. And it was a brave thing. But, and I talked to my father. So I'm going to have him, I'm going to have him on an episode some point in the in the future. My father was a was a newspaper reporter, and he covered Capitol Hill for quite a long time, quite many years. He knew a lot of congressmen and women. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there watching on TV. He was watching on TV. And I called him, and I said, what do you think about what's going on? And one of the biggest things and best points of anything from CNN to Fox News to any other news station that I was watching during that day was that the fact that if these people that had gone up to the front doors of the Capitol, had stormed past the the metal barriers, had gotten all the way up the steps, had broken down doors and windows and pushed their way in, if they had been, and my father's correct, and I totally agree with him, if they had been black or Latino or Asian or anything other than white, they would have been shot long before they ever got into the building. And I completely agree. And, you know, and the thing is, these people that went up, I mean, they're going these steps, they're going on into the thing. And I, I, I remember, I keep seeing this one clip where it's this guy and he's holding a an American flag and across the bottom of it, it's uh, stitched, I guess, into the one side of the flag. It's got Trump across the bottom. Now, if that's not, that that guy... That person, I don't know for a fact, but that person probably, you know, doesn't believe in burning the flag. I'm not saying I do or don't. I'm just saying, but if you're, if you're going to deface the flag, that's, that's, you're defacing a flag by putting Trump on it. Fuck that guy. That guy's a con man. He lies, people. He lies. And then he sits there and he, he goes, I, I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with it. I was at home eating a cheeseburger, watching the news, just going, you know, never once did I go, yeah, go get him, boys. I mean, I thought it, but I didn't say it. Dickhead. And I, I just got to say, you know, if you sit there and feel like um, beating a Capitol Police officer with a piece of PVC pipe with an American flag attached to it is is being patriotic you're a patriot go fuck yourself seriously you you're not a patriot you're an asshole you're what's everything that's wrong with this country you're you're exactly what's wrong with this country and that's the thing I, my dad and i talked over the summer i was down me and the fam were down there visiting him this summer and we talked about it we knew trump wasn't gonna go easy we knew something like this was gonna happen I'm surprised it didn't happen more than this. I'm surprised they didn't have to tie him up like a baby calf and drag his ass out of the White House. But, you know, he still continues to influence in the Republican Party. Now he's going after uh, Alaskan Congresswoman. I don't know if she's the House or the Senate. But she voted. She was one of the Republicans that voted to impeach Donald Trump for the second time. Not one. Not once. But twice has that dipshit, the orange devil, gotten himself impeached by the United States Congress. And he wants to say it's a witch hunt. It's all this other stuff. Bullshit. You brought it upon yourself, dude. You know? And that's what I'm saying. 
Oh yeah, but back to the clip that I keep seeing. So it's it's right towards the beginning. I don't know who filmed it. I don't know if it was a off a phone. Um, if it was new, I don't know. But it's this guy, and he's got the Trump across the bottom of the American flag, and he comes running in, and <clears throat> he's going USA. And he's probably I don't know, probably late fifties, stringy, greasy hair, and. Uh, <laughs> it's actually laughable. He probably had about six teeth. And he comes through the doors and he's going, USA, USA. And then he goes, charge. And I, there's one of two things that I think this guy, because he just, he just wasn't believable in his whole USA and then the whole charge thing. Like it was, you know. I mean, obviously the guy, you know, got out of his mom's attic or basement or wherever he lives. He probably does, you know, used to do Civil War reenactments. He probably was on the side of the Confederacy when he did. Um, or he, you know, since there's no Star Trek conventions, that's what he... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying. The guy was just... It was so freaking stupid. Charge! What? But yeah, and these people, and you know, you're sitting there with zip ties walking through Congress. You know, I give it up for the Capitol Police and everything else. And But to sit there and go, oh yeah, no, we, no, we, no, we didn't do anything. We weren't sending anybody to hurt members of Congress or kill anybody. No, you're fucking liars. Liars. Bye-bye, Trump. You're an asshole. Now he's like, well, I'm going to, I made a campaign against anybody who voted for me to get impeachment because you're disloyal and disloyal. Who's disloyal? You're the one who's disloyal. You're disloyal to this country. You don't give a shit. All you want to do is get rich, be the center of attention and be able to rule with, a, rule with an iron fist. And anybody that opposes you, you deem to be a disloyal and unfit person as far as your terms go. Mr. Trump, I'm not calling. I'm not calling you presidential because you're one. You're not anymore. Two, you never were. You never were. You were never my president. Asshole. Yeah, yeah. That you know. But to sit there and call somebody a disloyal and very bad senator, <laughs> like you. This is the thing. I I I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. Wonder who? I wonder. If anybody has ever said, um, listen, Mr. President, they have these things called a, a thesaurus. Oh, yes, I've seen them at the Museum of Natural History. No, it's a, it's a thesaurus. It's not a dinosaur. Uh, it's a book, right? So, for instance, you can look up the word bad, and it'll give you other words that are probably a little better and a little more, uh, you know, espousing of what the term bad is rather than just saying very bad. So, you know, for instance, Mr. President, there's uh, atrocious. Yeah, that's a good, you might want to write this down. Atrocious, um, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <clears throat> also, we have down here this that also see incompetent. Like, it, oh, wait, there's a picture of you next to that. Okay, well, anyways, <clears throat> like, I don't, like, I don't understand. That, that, that's his statement. A disloyal, disloyal because they don't, they think that you're 
They see you for what you are. And because of that, they're disloyal. Fuck off. I think you're a disloyal president, is what I think. I think you're a very disloyal president. Yep. That's what I got to say. And five people died during all of that. A uh, Capitol Police officer who was chemically poisoned, basically. Uh, a woman, a U.S. Air Force veteran, who was trying to, with a Trump flag tied around her neck, push her way into the lobby of the Speaker of the House, I believe. Tried to climb through a window, and a plainclothes Capitol Police officer said, get back, get back, get back. And there's some controversy as to what he was doing, whether he was trying to fire a warning shot into the door frame or the wall right there. But she got hit square in the chest, and she fell back through. And the thing is, is that all the all the people that were with her, mostly, I think it's mostly men, are sitting there going, no, push, push, you got to push, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, she's not giving birth, asshole. Like, she, she's trying to push her way into a place that she's not supposed to be in. Like, she's, it's illegal for her to go into this place. She got shot. And then, of course, everybody sits there, <laughs> all the people that are with her, and all of a sudden they stop pushing. They stop trying to get their way into further into the Capitol building. And they're like, oh, wait, stop, stop. Okay, everybody stop. Okay, we need a medic. We need a medic. Really? I thought you were patriots. I thought you were going for it all. You know? Somebody falls down and gets shot. You're a patriot? You kept on going. You know? You ever seen men running into battle? Something blows up four feet from them. A couple guys go down. Guess what? They keep going. You're no patriot. You're no hero. You're not brave. You're just, you're just being a whiny little brat shithead that thinks you can do whatever you want. And guess what? And that's the other thing. You know, the shaman dude. That fucking moron. With the horns on your head and the foot. And he's all pissed off because Trump hasn't didn't pardon him. <laughs> You got the other guy that uh, put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, making funny faces, thinking he's all, you know. Got the 18-year-old kid who's originally from Georgia that's been locked up that wrote a very nice letter about how he, you know, he he's learned his lesson and he's 18 and he's ready to go home or at least put on bond. And the judge basically was like, no, because guess what? Social media is a bitch. And this was the thing is that young people and now older people are starting to find out, which I think is funny because they're starting to learn that, you know, you post shit on social media. Guess what? It's out there. So all these people that post like, yeah, we fought the cops. I punched a cop. Uh, here's a picture of me sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk. Uh, here's a you know picture of me in the Speaker of the House. No, it was the Speaker of the Senate, whatever. Uh, chair. Like, you know, <laughs> sitting there. Ah, USA. You don't. And then you sit there and you go, mm, but I didn't, I didn't want anything bad to happen. Well, guess what? You act like a bunch of assholes and now you're in jail and a judge won't let you out? No. And that one guy that used to be an aide for, was it Trump? He was seen. It's on video at the Capitol building. Seen beaten, stole a police shield, tried to push his way through the door. And he's complaining to the judge about how it, how, uh, you know, he's got roaches and stuff crawling across him when he's trying to sleep at night. Good. Good. So anyways, but if you feel that that was a patriotic thing to have done, um, you were sadly mistaken and you support what happened at the Capitol that day, you could turn this podcast off right now because I don't want your listenership. 
All right. All right. That's enough. QAnon. Let's talk about this for a second. QAnon, which actually sounds like, like a decongestant or something or like a heart medicine or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I got all these weird names all the time. QAnon, all these people, conspiracy theories. They thought on March 4th that the president was going to come back and be how would that even happen? Did he just like fly in and just gets off the plane? He's like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for my inauguration. Uh, yeah, Mr. President, there's nobody here for that. Like, what? I don't know what they thought was going to happen. QAnon. It does. It sounds like a sounds like a pres- prescription drug. And they did like the <laughs> they did the ad for it. I thought it'd be funny because it'd be like QAnon. Blah 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 blah. Side effects can include civil disobedience, low IQ, and the ability to believe the dumbest bullshit because if it's on the internet, it must be true. Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't even know. I don't, whatever. Oh, man. I looked it up and I left the piece of paper upstairs. It's the, what district is she from? It's in Georgia. Uh, whatever, whatever the district is that Marjorie Taylor Greene is from, uh, don't go there because they elected a batshit crazy woman. And she's so like, you know, she's anti, you know, LGBT or transgender, you know, believe in the science. You know what the science is? You you look kind of like a man. You have an Adam's apple, but you are a woman. I Okay. All right. I don't know if that's scientific or not. Uh, all right. I guess that's my reins on that. I just, I, I'm just, ugh. where am I at? 25 minutes. My wife's baking a chicken. So I gotta, I don't want to be this down here too long. Oh, by the way, if you're looking for something cool to watch, History Channel has a series called Foods That Built America. And it's about, you know, this, this Stouffer dude and uh, the Hershey guy. And it's just, it's a bunch of different people that, um, that, that started out, they were pioneers in the, in the food business. And obviously they're, their, their, their companies are now household names. It's a cool series to watch. I'm always trying to give you some good content to watch. Also, if you haven't watched Space Force, watch Space Force. Um, and uh, Okay, that's it for that. But I just want to mention, Foods That Built America. Pretty neat. One thing, though, I was, I was talking about the, I was talking about the, the, the prescription drug commercials. This is the one thing that gets me about them, though, is where they sit there and they go, well, don't take such and such if you're allergic to it or any of its ingredients. Well, how the hell do I know if I've never taken it? Like it, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of strategy behind that where they're like, uh, you know, where the doctor asks you. I don't know. But don't take this if you're allergic to it or any of its I don't know. I don't know if that was really funny, but I just think that's like, well, how the fuck would I know? All right. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I know people have sat there and said, I like it when you're more whimsical. They probably weren't saying it like that, but you know what I mean. Oh, my Earl Grey is getting told cold. Ah, still good, though. Earl Grey tea. Yeah, it was so weird. The other day, Liz came walking by, and she walked in the living room, and I was sitting there, had my blanket over me. And <laughs> had my reading glasses on because I've been looking at stuff on my phone and then I had my, my cup of tea kind of sitting there with it. And <laughs> Liz walked by and she just looks at me and she goes, Aww. 
I was like, what, what, what? Aw. She's like, just, you, you look, you just all, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like my beard's long. I haven't trimmed it in a while. And it's, it's, been, it's just been, she was just, but it just, for your wife to walk, like you're sitting there just watching TV and you got a, you know, you're holding a cup of tea and you're across your chest and you're just sitting there watching with your, with your reading glasses on and your wife walks by and goes, aw. Yeah. All right. So this is, like, this is all right. So we're, 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 we're going to switch it up. So anyways, be good to each other, people. This country will be fine as long as we take care of each other. Okay? <sighs> Let's get through this. It's going to take a while to get past with the, the orange devil, the dipshit, and all of his other people that want to follow whatever. I've... But I got a message from a guy named Robbie. And he wrote... Where did it go? He wrote, Dear John D., my wife and I are fans of the show. We've noticed you haven't done one in a while. Just wanted to see if you'd be doing one again anytime soon. We miss listening to your show. We generally, because your show is about an hour, listen to the first half on the way to work. And then we'll finish up listening to the other half on the way home from work. Well, that's only one day because I haven't. I'm just saying, even when I was cracking, cr- cracking, when I was cracking out, cracking out, when I was cranking out episodes once a week, I mean, it's still only one. I've, done, I've had a couple, couple of weeks where I did two, but those have been a little bit few and far between there. He said, uh, one of the things that we would like to hear you in particular talk about is how months and or, and or, okay, um, uh, and or days of the week got their names. Okay. So I looked it up. Looked it up. All right. Where are we at? 30. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Not going to be a long episode today. What I always say, not gonna be long. It's actually nighttime, but um, not gonna be a long episode. And of course, it always happens. You know, I talk and I talk and I talk, and uh, boomy, <laughs> boomy. What the? F- All right, John. I feel out of practice. I hope this is. I tried to record yesterday, and it just wasn't like. Burp. Nope. It was not fire, like they should be. I don't know. What do y'all want? Months or? All right. Who on the left side of the room wants months? Okay. How many people over here want months? How many? All right. Well, right, well no. We'll do, we'll do it that way. How many people? All right. Raise your hands if you want months. How did months get their names? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh. Well, out of 12 listeners, I know there's more of you than that. Uh, no, but I, maybe, maybe I should have done a survey on this first. Just ask my people. All right. What am I looking at? This is the BritishMuseum.org. Because they, they, they got a lot to do with the you know, they're you know, because every time you see a Roman person in a in a movie, big production of a Roman era, <laughs> they always have British accents. I don't Yes, Mark Antinius. I will ride to the city of Debatable and bring back the head of the Roman god Janus' statue, which is 
where we get the first month. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm hungry. Uh, which is that's one thing that's great. Ever since I uh, quit drinking, wake up in the morning, eat me some cereal, watch some middle of day news, and uh, and have a little late lunch, and I have me some din din. Yeah, appetite's back, baby. Which <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, God, I'm I'm eating a lot of candy lately. But I was thinking, I'm like, hey, I'm not drinking anymore, so you know, those empty calories got to come from somewhere. Gotta do it. Well, what if you just don't drink and go on a diet? Um, no. No. All right. BritishMuseum.org. Ever wondered why they call the months what we do? What? Ever wonder why we call the months what we do? That's British talk. Ever wonder why we call the months what we do? All right. We'll wonder no longer. No, sorry. That's a term. Here's our handy guide to the names of the months of the year. Like many bits of culture, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's a bit of a mixed bag there, huh? But we can thank the Romans for most of it. Yeah, I know. January is named after the Roman god Janus. J-N-U-S, or is it Janus? Hmm. As you can see in this print, he had two faces. So he could see the future and the past. He was also the god of doors. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, dear Lord God Janus. Well, let's pray to the God Janus. Lord, we would love a uh, split oak door with a heavy duty bolt. And could you put a window right in the middle? Uh, stained glass. Like not not stained glass, but like a foggy glass etch thing with brass. Could we could we get one of those? What do you need a god of doors for? I mean, Jim Morrison was like the god of the doors. All right. February is named after an ancient Roman festival of purification called Februa, which is, um, that is, and I know a little bit, but that is their, um, that was, Februa was when the Romans would, that was when they kind of like, they would do like their, it was like a season of atonement and, and cleaning because I guess they didn't bathe all winter. I guess. March is named after... I wonder how cold it got in Rome during the winter. Huh. Well, now I want to look shit up. All right, I'm not doing that. March is named after Mars. The Roman god of war because... And that's basically, long story short, without going and reading everything they're saying. So January, February were added later. But originally, um, March was beginning of the new year. It was 10 months uh, but March was named after Roman God of War, Mars. But that was when that was when the Roman um, uh, soldiers and all the all them peoples would go out and start fighting again. That's that's basically what it was. So April takes its uh, name from the Latin word aperire, aperire, e p e r i r e. I never took Latin. I took Spanish. Meaning to open, just like flowers do in the spring. Um, they call, Romans called it Aprilis. Okay, May is a Greek god, goddess Maya. Um, what does she do? Hmm. She had a twin. Oh, never mind. 
I don't know what that fuck. What the fuck is that? Oh, all right. I'm not sure what she did. She had something. She did. Juno is named after the Roman goddess Juno, the god of marriage and childbirth. Um, she was also the wife of Jupiter. In case nobody did, they mention that in here. Oh, they got that way down. Yeah. So I read through. I didn't have to read through a bunch of stuff. Yes. Yeah, um. Uh. Yeah. She was married to. Yeah, god of marriage and childbirth, and she was married to Jupiter, who was the uh, head of the gods. So, you know, Greeks and Romans, they had different names. It's basically the same gods, but the the Greeks, you know, for instance, Jupiter, in Roman terms, was called Zeus, uh, and, and so on down the line. So uh, just remember that. July and August were named after two major figures of the ancient Roman world, the statesman Julius Caesar on the left... Slightly damaged. <laughs> That's a picture. It looks like it. I mean, it looks like it could be him. Um, but half his head's gone. So I, I wouldn't call that slightly damaged. What are you What are you shopping at? A clearance section of fucking family dollar? That's awful. Slightly damaged. Still 10 bucks. What? No. And then Rome's first emperor, Augustus. I thought Julie, all right. Which his his statue uh, looks like he just saw saw a ghost, or uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. His eyes are like all wide and shit. Either that, or like he just took a line of cocaine. I was like, oh wait, that's good stuff. What about the rest? September, October, November, December were named after Roman numbers seven, eight, nine, and ten. Oh, okay, that's it. Before July and August were renamed after Roman rulers, they were called Quintilus and Sextilis. Ooh, Sextilis. Meaning fifth and sixth months. How boring. How boring. Yeah. So one last fact. The word month itself is related to the moon. It originally measured how long it took for the moon to complete a cycle around the earth. So the moon and month come from the same root. Interesting. So they didn't. They didn't do. Mm-hmm. Um. Wait. What was? It? I saw this one thing. I, 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 I hold on. Stay with me. Gods and rituals. Yeah. So, but eventually they added on January and February, which is Janus. 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 You know that guy had a. You know. Somebody mispronounced his name. Janus. Is that you? Uh, it's pronounced Janus. Whatever. February. No, I saw this. I can't find it now. Imperial pretensions. Yeah, so they had they had other uh, things. But one thing I was going to tell you was, and I just found this the other day. I found this out the other day. Did you know that Caesar salad was not invented in Italy? Like a lot of people, like I know it's synonymous. No, no, no. Here's how the story goes. So during the 20s, an Italian immigrant immigrant came to Mexico from Italy. So it was invented by an Italian person. But he he actually had a hotel in Tijuana, Mexico. Don't put the extra A in there. It's not Tijuana. It's Tijuana. All right? All right, white people. Learn to talk. So he actually... um. 
it was it was a very busy weekend. It was like it was like Independence Day weekend, so it was a long weekend, and so it was there was prohibition at the time. And so what the people would do is the Americans would come down across the border. Of course, in Mexico, you know, they could stay at the hotel, they could drink, they could, you know, have all the drinks they wanted, stay in the hotel, go home the next day. So they started to run out of food and supplies because it was a very, very busy weekend. So what this guy, um, oh, son of a gun, I actually have a, hold on. So what the, what the guy did was he went into his kitchen and he found, um, he found, took whatever ingredients he could find and made it into a dressing. But it was actually served at Hotel Caesars in T, T sorry, Tijuana, Mexico. Um, 1924, I apologize for that, but it was Independence Day weekend. Uh, Caesar's restaurant. What was the guy's name? But yeah, I was all like, it was named. Oh, Cardini. That was his last name. Alice Cardini. I think. Oh, no. It, no, that was it. Oh, it was Caesar Cardini. And then his brother was named Alice Cardini, which at one point he called it the aviator salad because his brother, Alex, was a uh, pilot. But, uh, yeah, so this is what the guy managed to find in the kitchen and make what is now. Which I, I used to make, um, I used to make Caesar, my last job, cooking job. I used to prep, prep, um, Caesar salad in a, in a, like a food processor from scratch. Like I made it from scratch. The only thing I did, I, the only thing different from this recipe, um, was, uh, um, that uh, we didn't use just regular eggs. We used pasteurized whole eggs, which are basically liquid eggs. But but eggs, garlic, Parmesan, cheese, which come, goes on at the end when you actually make the salad, romaine lettuce, olive oil, and a few other scraps, including anchovies. Yes, I had to put anchovies in there. I think I made a pretty pretty mean uh, salad. But anyways, yeah. Caesar salad was not invented in Italy. Um, and if you want to fight me on that, um, look it up. The internet, just like pictures of you storming a Capitol building, it's all out there. All right. I think I'm about done for this episode. I hope it's been somewhat enlightening. Uh, it was great to get back and be able to talk to you guys. And I, I apologize. It's just, it wasn't for lack of motivation. It wasn't for lack of, uh, uh, my old gray's gone. Sorry, drink some water. Gotta stay hydrated. Um, it wasn't for lack of not wanting to do an episode. It just... Um, oh, oh, wait, wait. So one other thing. <laughs> I thought of this the other day. So back with the calendars and the months and everything. Hold on, I gotta say this. So I just wonder if... <laughs> and I think it's very poignant to what has just been going on with just modern society and the world the way it is right now. I just wonder if um, there was somebody <laughs> back, you know, because, you know, in the, the the way that, I guess the calendar, the way the timeline of stuff works, it's 700 BC. And then it goes to, you know, 400 BC. And then it goes to 200 and 100 and all the years in between. And, but once Christ was born, 
which it becomes AD, which means Anno Domini, which is uh, the year of our Lord. So it's, you know. But I, I just wonder if they started off. Did they start off at zero and then go one? So it's like, okay, zero, then one. And I just wonder if people were having this conversation um, where they're sitting there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zero has been such such a terrible year. I just, oh. Yes, I know supposedly our Lord and Savior was born, but I'm not sure how I feel about that guy yet. That kid, I mean, I don't know. Mother was a virgin. What? I'm just saying, I don't know. I just can't wait till year one comes and we can all just get back to normal life. <laughs> I uh, I told that to my wife, Liz, and she chuckled, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty that's pretty funny. I'm gonna go buy a wood carved print of some kittens hanging on the wall. And year one's gonna be way better than year zero. <laughs> All right, I gotta get going. So I hope you enjoyed this. I I know I'm sorry I went off a little bit of a rant there, but uh like I said, I hadn't talked to you in a bit, so I wanted to make sure I made my feelings uh known. And I, and I think anybody who's listened to the show more than maybe twice probably knows how I feel about some things and that's going on in the world. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry it took me so long to get back to you. Um, I did have a couple times where I wanted to uh, talk to you and do an episode, and uh, I, I lost a couple friends since last time I talked to you. Um, uh, the One of my friends who died back... Uh, beginning of January. Um, I, I, I still know his family. I still know. And out of respect and request of his family, I'm not going to mention his name on the show. But one thing that we both agreed on, I and his family, was that we wanted to share. But anyways, I, I, I knew the guy for decades. <clears throat> and I won't necessarily say where I knew him from or anything like that. But um, yeah, I knew the guy for a very long time. And I knew his family. And uh, I knew his parents. Um, he lost both of his parents to COVID. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, and then his own, his own life, which, hey, what did he take it out on a high note, John? But um, one of the things his family wanted me to share was the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available 24-7, 365 days a year. It's 1-800-273-TALK. Talk is a 8255. 1-800-273-TALK, 8255. Um, and actually, I've been in email contact with the woman who works for, uh, originally got through to contact with them on Twitter. She actually I gave her my email address. She emailed me. We've corresponded. Even if you're not. So basically, the, what she told me is that um, basically what their goal is to, even if you're just depressed, even if you're just feeling down, well, it's got you stressed out, everything, whatever. Their goal is to prevent, as it is, says in the title, the name, prevention. So even if you're just feeling depressed and you just want somebody that's maybe outside the situation, that doesn't know you, that can listen to you with a, a different point of view or can give you advice or anything like that, obviously if you are fear, feeling you know, suicidal, definitely call them. Um, I've never used it, but I know people that have used it, and they said it made a real difference. So, um, yeah. National Suicide Prevention Hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. Um, and then I lost uh, uh, 
back a couple weeks ago, I lost a, a very good friend of mine. Um, I, I hadn't really seen him in a few years, but uh, his name was Eric Myers, um, E-R-I-K, Myers, M-Y-E-R-S. He was a, I knew him from the very beginning of his career in the D.C. Baltimore area. Um, we hadn't seen each other in quite a few years, but we had, we would talk every once in a while. And the last time I messaged with him was about six weeks ago, and uh, for a month to six weeks. And I had uh, I just sent him a little little message, a little text, and I just said, "Hey, man, what you up to? Where you been?" Blah blah blah. And uh, I just watched a, a spot that he had done. I'd never seen it before, but it was a spot on a on a comedy show. He it wasn't Gotham. What was he? What was it on? Uh, anyways, and um, I was like, "Hey, I saw that, whatever." And he responded back, "Are you sober yet?" <laughs> Um, which it was serendipitous because, well, Eric had dealt with demons and addictions. Um, he was a big self doubter. He had problems with other things, alcohol and drugs. He fully admitted it in his show. So I have no problem talking about it, but he got himself cleaned up. He beat a lot of his, his, um, you know, psychological issues and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's very common for comedians. You know, it's, you ask almost any real comic, um, just like people would ask me, who's the best comic you ever worked with? I'm like, you've never heard of him. Or, uh, you know, you'll, you'll go home and forget him by the next morning. Um, or, you know, but a lot of comedians have very dark souls. And that's why they, they uh, go to the light of what is stand-up. Um, it's a way for them to be appreciated. It's a way for them to deal with stuff. And uh, Eric seemed like he was doing, seemed like he was doing pretty good the last few years. Um, now I, I want you to check him out um, if you go on like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, now he does have some some language in the show, uh, so if you don't like that, then well, don't watch him. But um, <laughs> yeah, Eric Myers was just. Uh, I remember he was a kid. He was just well, he was eighteen or nineteen years old, but he was just chomping at the bit. And he was one of those comics that, you know, you know, he'd show up to like an open mic. There was the one a lot of people talk, we've talked about on the show. I've talked with other people was uh, was this place called Wiseacres, which is no longer there. But that was a huge um, place for comics. Every Wednesday night, it was a big night of the week and it was free admission. So we would get, you know, but the, the, the lineup was amazing. I mean, we had some very good comics that were that came and started their career there. Or would use it as a great practice time to help boost the career that they were already working on, and whatever. But and, and you know, comics would kind of mill around. You know, people watching the show, but comics would kind of mill around. They might go to the back, or they might go outside, or they might. And uh, I remember I was telling my wife, I was. I remember one time there was my buddy uh, was standing there, another comic, and I'm standing there, and we were kind of back around the corner, we're hanging out, and there was these very cute girls that were sitting there, and they were like. Um, uh, the announcer on the show. Well, no, but one of the girls was like, so where are you guys going to hang out after the show? Because there was a bar across the street. We'd go hang out. Well, maybe we can hang out and have a couple of drinks. And we were like, yeah, okay. And then all of a sudden, the announcer, the MC on the show said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Eric Myers. And everybody, all the comics, no matter what they were doing, were like, uh, and I even looked at the girls. I was like, uh, excuse me, got to go. <laughs> because Eric, even at a young age, was just that... <sighs> He was just that funny, and uh, <laughs> he really was. He just, you know, 
especially, God, you know, I've been doing comedy for five, six years at a time at one point, and he's still in his early 20s, and yeah, he would. He would come in and just sit there and go, you know, he would sit there and be on stage and just doing his, doing his thing. You got to watch him. I can't even do him justice. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, he would sit there and he would talk about something or say something and he'd be like, God damn, why, uh, why couldn't I have thought of that? But he was a constant writer. He was a sweetheart. Um, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, but he was, um, he was killed in a, in a, uh, an accident, um, not involving, well, basically he was killed tragically in, uh, outside of Amarillo, Texas, um, uh, so, I don't know, I guess I'll just leave it at that, but, um, rest in peace to Eric Myers, so, check his stuff out, he's very funny, he's very, very funny, and, uh, it was a sad day, I remember, um, when, I'm gonna get out here in a second. I remember when um, I saw the picture of him. Uh, it was a pic- it's, it was the picture of him outside the world famous comedy store where I've been a couple times, a few times since I when I've traveled to L.A. Um, I, I never got to hit the main stage, but I did do some sets in the other. They have three stages in that place. The place is incredible. If you're ever in L.A. and it's, things get back to normal, go to the comedy store. It's a f- fucking amazing place. So outside, um, on the outside walls of the the club, they have comedians that have basically, you know, kind of signed their name. And, uh, you know, I'm talking about Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, uh, Seinfeld, George Carlin, Robin Williams. And then the list just goes on and on and on and on and on. And uh, there was a picture I saw that uh, Eric had put up on Facebook. And uh, it was a picture of him squatting down next to the, um, I guess it wasn't the wall wall, but it was like a, like a little barrier wall. But hey, whatever, Tom Papa's uh, name's right there. And then a couple other people. And there's, there's Eric pointing at his name. <laughs> and uh, I sent him a text and I was like, dude, I'm proud of you, man. And uh, he sent me a message back that said, uh, well, that means a lot coming from somebody like you. And I don't, I don't take it as anything. I don't know. Alex or Eric, um, we actually one time went on a uh, little tour with this guy named Alex. And um, Alex was the host and I was the feature and Eric was a headliner. And uh, Alex had come to me at one point and was like, you know, Eric really likes you. He really, he really thinks highly of your stand-up. And I said, why? He's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I think it was, um, I don't know. I, I, had, I had my writing skills. I had my own stuff. But Eric, was he was a class above everything else. He killed every time. But he's, he messaged me back and said, yeah. So he said, that means a lot coming from somebody like you. And I think really what it was saying to me was that I had known him since the beginning. And... uh I'd always encouraged him to do whatever it is he, you know, because we all knew we had it. We all knew we had it, and he truly did. So check him out, Eric Myers. But, yeah, he was pointing at the, his name on the sign on the walls, and that's cool. He's immortalized forever. So 
All right. I've shared probably too much. <laughs> Interesting episode to come back to, right? Episode number 28, Vente Ocho, here in the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studios. Check her out on Facebook. Uh, also, follow me on Twitter, John D. Comedy, J O N D Comedy. Um, and then also, if you're on Twitter, it's uh, John D. Podcast. Or, I don't know how I got this, you can literally just type at John J O N Podcast. It'll take you right to my Twitter uh, account for the show. Also, you can follow me on Facebook, the John D Podcast, T H E E J O N D Podcast, and uh, yeah, so look those up. Um, make sure that you drop me a line, um, Robbie. Back to you, one second. I think what I'll do maybe on the next show. I don't know. I think the wife is going to be on on the next one, and then the guy who's you know, one of my favorite people of all time, um, one of my one of my best friends ever, um, Mister Tom Hancock. Is uh that's his voicemail when you call him? Um, I think he he's, he's slowly becoming the executive producer of the show. Um, he's working with me on doing some stuff, some equipment upgrades, switches around, ruse. Uh, it's it's interesting. So I think, I believe he might be on the episode after that, episode thirty. Not really sure. Either way, I'm gonna keep cranking these out. I apologize for not getting back to you sooner. All right, so charities, charities, of course. Uh, Feed More, very. It's a local uh, charity uh, to where I live. Feed More here in the Richmond area, but also uh, Feed More, Feeding America, um, No Kids Hungry. That's a yeah. No Kid Hungry. Is it kids? Oh, it's been so long since I've said it. Look them up. Um, they actually have a website, HelpNoKids.org. Um, I actually emailed somebody because they have an ad running on TV. Where it's kind of like the standard, you know, $19 a month for $19 a month. But uh, I emails with this woman that, and she said that uh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do the, you know, 19 bucks a month commitment. You want to do a one time uh, charity uh, donation of five bucks, or if you want to do a recurring, you know, any amount, but just every little bit helps because um, there's one thing that uh, I don't ever want to see, and that's a, a hungry child. I don't care where they are, but, you know, you know, like I, like I said, I witnessed as a child, a lot of these kids, you know, their best meals come from when they are in school. They're not in school. Um, a lot more virtual and even when they are. So so they do two things. They help distribute food to kids that are virtual learning. And then they also help with the kids that are, have gone back to school, at least in a hybrid mode, where they get a breakfast, they get a lunch, and then they also get food to take home. So that's pretty cool. So good on that. No kids hungry. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Also, Wounded Warrior Project. I know, and the pandemic and all the stuff like that. I think that our, our brave men and women that have served our country deserve our help even more because a lot of them, have, especially in certain areas, have been more isolated. Um, but Wounded Warrior Project has actually started several programs to help keep uh, maybe some of these uh, people who, who suffer from external and internal type injuries, you know, that's... It's a real thing, and but what they've done is they've helped some of these these wounded warriors stay in contact with their family, their friends, the outside world um, through different ways and means. They definitely deserve our help and our appreciation. Wounded Warrior Project, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, like I said, I mean, hey, listen, support button, 
uh, on the on the pages for the for the different episodes. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just start a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter. That's what I need to do. I don't know. Ah, well, if you know anything about that stuff, I don't. I don't. But like I said, if it comes down to me, I could use a few bucks. But if it comes down to me or charity, please give it to the charity. All right. Okay. Well, that was good. That felt good. Felt good to talk. Felt good to recommunicate in a sort of one-sided way <laughs> with you guys. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I dedicate this episode to uh, to my buddy that I knew for a very long time, and then also my my good comedy friend Eric Myers. They were they're both good people, and uh, if you listen to this show, I'm pretty sure you would have liked them. So. Um, this has been episode number 28, Vente Ocho. I'll get back to you soon. Stay safe. Stay, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. I swear to God, I'm not drinking. <laughs> not. So, like I said, when I get to 30 days, I could drink a Heineken Zero. Of course, some people will be like, that's a slippery slope because then the next thing you know, you're going to be drinking regular beer. Well, I'll have to go out to the store and buy it myself. I don't have that much motivation, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. I am, will talk to you soon. I already have a lot of uh, episode 29 sort of written out and ready to go. And um, I'm going to stop rambling now. So thank you for listening to The Johnny Podcast. I've been your host, John D. Miller. I'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other.